0: Welcome everyone to Krypton to Alderaan. Many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. It was Bothans, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I feel like we've done that before.
0: Have we? Whatever, really? all Star Wars content gets recycled eventually. <laughs> the
1: podcast where everything gets recycled eventually.
0: This is episode 13, so... It's, right. it's time to reboot. <laughs> I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. And Robin. Hello. And we are Krypton to Alderaan, where we talk about all kinds of nerdy pop culture news and content, whatever you, whatever the fans want, really, but it's mostly Star Wars. This week, we're going to talk about, not Star Wars, mostly. We're going to talk about... uh, Ryan Johnson directed
2: this episode.
0: (laughs) We're just going to chase a fly around the studio (laughs) for an hour. We're going to talk about uh, the Disney Plus MCU Super Bowl teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Morbius trailer, and we're going to talk about Black Widow. All Marvel stuff. All Marvel stuff. Marvel news all the time. Royce coined the uh, Marvel trailer trifecta. Yeah. That's what we call it here as of right Hat-pending. now. Hopefully they'll always come out in threes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, this segment's like every once in a while. Anyway, <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us, please do. Please do. We're on Twitter, at Krypton Alderon, And you can shoot us an email. Pew, pew, pew. That's what I did last time. <laughs> at KryptonToAlderaan at gmail.com. Also, you could leave us a review anywhere. Literally, like, anywhere. Send us a review through iTunes, like this wonderful person. Ooh. Reading a review. All right. The review is titled Nerdcast, with an exclamation point. So, it's Nerdcast. That's and not it's the by- name of the podcast. <laughs> Meg, New York. She gave us five stars, which, as we said last time, is the most amount of stars you can give. Uh, She says, best nerdcast out there. This is the only one I listen to. When's the Star Trek content coming? Is it worth getting CBS all access to watch Picard? We need answers. (laughs) Uh, That's a great question. And we at this podcast love questions. Mm. I do not have an answer.
2: We heard from a mutual source that it was good from an actual uh, hardcore Trekkie fan, that it was good. All right. I'm not deep into Star Trek, though, so I don't know like how to, how to rank that, but I'm interested in seeing that.
0: Yeah, we were talking briefly before the podcast about this particular review and its request and how I love getting the reviews and reading them and interacting with the fans and feel like this one is particularly good to delegate the responsibility of to someone else. So, Robin... <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to watch Star Trek? Okay, and then report on it for the show. I'll
1: do a Star Trek, <laughs> uh, Star Trek report. I do report.
0: like seriously. If one of us wanted, or you know, if you Robin wanted to do that, that would be great. I think it would be a lot of fun. I'll probably end up doing it for <laughs> Clone Wars. I'm not supposed to bring up Clone Wars uh, this episode, but anyway, you got a drink. It would bri-
2: <laughs> Robin. You'll be the main correspondent, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I I play another character. I don't know if Robin wants this responsibility.
1: I don't know. I'm so, I'll determine. I'll figure it out. Do you like uh,
2: John Luke Picard? I mean, uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart? Stewart? Yes. Well, there you have it. This has been Star, <laughs> Star
0: Trek CBS All Access there Picard. There you go, Meg, and that other person who requested Star Trek content. I hope you're happy. We We did it. All right. We also, we also now, a couple of other things as far as how good this podcast is doing. We also now have eight ratings on iTunes, all five stars. And we have gotten a lot of subscribers to the podcast through Podbean. We're doing pretty well. So anyway, thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone for leaving reviews, for rating us, and for following us. Uh, We really like making this podcast and we really like the feedback and even like clicking that follow button or the subscribe button is feedback enough because we were then able to see like how many people are listening and stuff like that. Anyway, it's all great. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. On
2: with the show. What
0: do we do next?
2: Woo! <laughs> Before we get into the Marvel trailer trifecta, let's talk about what we're into this week. Let's go to Robin. Robin, what are you into
1: this week? <laughs> this week, I'm into uh, balance boards because that's a cool thing. That what's we got. that
2: show? I haven't haven't heard of that comic <laughs> book.
1: Uh, a belated birthday present from my brother was a balance board that I really wanted, and it.
2: What's the brand on it?
1: Revolution. Ooh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and it's it's basically a skateboard with no hardware on a tube, basically with no tracks. So it's slippery and it's difficult to get a hold of so far, but it's very cool and I'm very excited.
2: So you like it so far?
1: I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. It's very slippery though is my only complaint. There's no tracks or like grips or anything on the bottom. So if you get on and you don't pay attention, it's just going to like slide right off the side. This is
2: not your Shark Tank balance
0: board.
1: No, no.
0: This is not your grandfather's balance board. (laughs) Okay, I have some questions. I'm confused because I I guess I didn't look at this well enough when we were inside the house because I (laughs) thought it was just the skateboard that you guys play around with in your living room. It's actually Tony Hawk ride. It's just a skateboard without the chucks, trucks, trucks, (laughs) and then on a cylinder. Yeah, like a seesaw for your feet.
1: Basically, I mean the company dangerous
2: seesaw for for your feet. The
1: company makes all sorts of ones. This is kind of like their mid level because they make. They make one that has tracks on the bottom and it's a little less slippery and there's stops on the side so you won't completely just slide right off. And then they make ones that are bigger that are supposed to be for practicing like surfing when you can't you know, get outside to actually surf. It's supposed to help you with that. But this is more like if you snowboard or skateboard because it's meant to be able to eventually kind of like pop off the cylinder and practice tricks and stuff like that.
2: Are you just doing it so you can like, you know, get the feeling of snowboarding or skateboarding or are you trying to like build up skills to translate to the streets
1: I mean that would be cool I like it because I like I've never been good at either of them but I like snowboarding and skateboarding so I like that it feels kind of like you're doing it but you're not flying down a mountain or on top of asphalt on wheels
2: I suppose it's slightly less dangerous than if you were to like go out on the street and start ollieing over you know, staircases and stuff. You're in your living room. It's
1: a good good way to get a feel for it. It feels pretty identical, especially because it's basically just a skateboard without hardware. Mm. So that's my favorite part about it. I don't like that it's so slippery, but it's supposed to be. So I'll get used to it, I'm sure. I've only had it for like a week.
2: And that was the last time Robin was able to podcast.
1: (laughs) Next week from the hospital.
2: (laughs) Just kidding. I'm very concerned for safety with this device, but it seems like if you get the hang of it, it could be cool.
1: That's what I'm hoping for. I think eventually once you, you know, get a feel for it and build up the balance and the muscle strength, because that's another thing too. I sit in an office all day, so I don't have the leg strength to maintain balance currently but hopefully I will eventually
2: yeah exercise is important
1: yeah and that's another reason I wanted it too because I sit in an office five days a week eight hours a day and then I come home and sit on the couch bring it to work
2: you could do some uh, phone calls while you're on the balance board no
1: I can't I'd smash my face into my (laughs) desk (laughs) but then I could go home so maybe I'll bring it to work
2: there you go (laughs)
0: end of story since the Last recording, I have been into a new Netflix series based on a comic book series, Lock and Key. Have either of you heard never, about it?
2: Never, never heard of it. Okay.
0: I had never read Lock and Key I've over the years. I've heard about it and heard it was a really good comic book series. Um, and so when the show was coming out a couple of weeks ago, I picked up the first trade and I read it and I really, really liked it. And so then the show came to Netflix and I started watching the show. So between then and now I've read four of the six, I think, trades of the comics and watched all 10 episodes of the show, however many there are. And they're both good. So I will say that I really love and am obviously very supportive of the idea of people's own interpretation of the art. Like there's a foundation either you're taking a book or a comic book or whatever you do and then you're sort of interpreting your your own way or interacting with the art the own way to make this additional content I'm very supportive of that mostly if that other content is still good and I guess I'd say the show is still good but strays from the comic book too much in areas where it doesn't really have to but you only know that because you
2: consumed both I pieces. know.
0: So I was at the comic book store the other day picking up the fourth trade, and I was talking to the guy behind the counter, and I was like, I really wish I hadn't started reading this because— First mistake. <laughs> because now I understand that the show is, you know, there's just some stuff I don't like. But anyway— Uh, but anyway, so the thing I love about it is that it's, I don't know, as I'm reading the comic book, it's very unique to what I usually read. Like, it's about a family who suffers this traumatic experience. One of the family members gets murdered and they have to move into this house and there's like neat sci-fi, very big world-building event stuff that happens in the house. And there are keys, so it's the Lock family. They move into their father's, like, childhood home, which is called Key House. And there are special keys that do special things within and around the house. Mm-hmm. And so it's the kids discovering the use of the keys. There's a villain who wants the keys. And then there's, like, the family stuff of uh, dealing with the traumatic experience of their family member that was killed. So it's, like, a relatable family suffering this traumatic thing that you can kind of, you know, observe and, and feel emotional about. And then there's the world-building key stuff, and there are horror aspects of it. It's like a very big world in this comic book, and it's really interesting. And the show, I think, stumbles with that a little bit, but it's still good, probably, yeah, if you don't read
2: the the parent content. I won't. Yeah. Any Anyone interesting star in it?
0: Yeah. Whoever... What's his name? One of, one of the twins that's either Iceman or oh, the other yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, that's I, so funny. Yeah, whoever that is. And then one of the...
2: Uh, yeah, there's so a couple the, the of... The guy there's from a couple Smallville of, that plays Ice... No, the guy from X-Men that plays Iceman. Right. And yeah. or the guy from Smallville... Who plays Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Listeners, I hope Look I, it up! I hope that... Uh, I hope that clarifies it for you. But anyway, so, hey, everyone out there listening, if you have either read Lock and Key or watched Lock and Key or both... Write in or get in touch with us. Let us know what you think or what you liked or and or didn't like about either one of the Sweet. pieces of content. I'd be really interested because I just read it. Like, it's been around since 2009, um, and I'm just reading it now. But I'd be interested to hear what anybody has to say about it. Lock and Key, written by Joe Hill, artist
2: Gabriel Rodriguez. All right, what cool. you got? Royce. That's interesting that you are diving into some older comic booky stuff, and that seems like that'll be on par for the rest of today's conversation. So, if you can't tell, I'm getting over a cold, so if I sound funny to you, it's not because I sound funny, it's just, it's just the cold, I don't normally sound like this, <laughs> but that's why we didn't record last week. I'm getting back on the horse today. Uh, this week, I'm into Better Call Saul. Sweet. So... In the same respect that Joey's not allowed to bring up Clone Wars on the podcast anymore, I'm probably not going to be allowed to bring up Breaking Bad anymore. But I love Breaking Bad, and Better Call Saul is the prequel series to Breaking Bad. Follows Bob Odenkirk's character, um, Saul Goodman. In this series, though, he's not known as Saul. He's known as Jimmy McGill. In this show, that give you a little like insight to how he became the character of Better Call Saul. Or Saul Goodman in the Breaking Bad series. But this past week, the reason I'm into this is Netflix finally hosted the fourth season of the show. Because I believe the fifth season is coming out now or is coming out now. And so Netflix has never had the show until the new season comes out. So it's been painful to, like, catch up with the show or watch it in real time if you don't have cable or you haven't, like, bought it on iTunes. It has been on hiatus for at least, like, two years so the new season is finally coming out on TV. Season four has been put onto Netflix, and we started watching it this past week. We're like four or five in. It's getting very close to the timeline of Breaking Bad. It's not like right next door, but they're starting to like tie in more things between the two series. And if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you can still watch Better Call Saul and, and enjoy it because it's its own standalone story. Lots of new characters. So many more payoffs if you've already seen Breaking Bad. Or vice versa, if you want to see Breaking Bad after watching Better Call Saul, that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. If you like start with the prequels, who is knows? Is this your pitch to me to finally uh, watch Breaking Bad? I'm not really trying to pitch it because I just like it. So, you know, take it or leave it. But Vince Gilligan, the showrunner and creator for these shows, like mm-hmm. the, he's awesome, man. If that dude made a Star Wars movie, the Breaking Bad universe I think is just is great. He's an excellent storyteller at the core. I don't really agree with him bringing ryan johnson in to direct a handful of episodes just rewatch that fly episode i will not bring breaking bad up again on the podcast <laughs> for the foreseeable future uh but yeah i love better call saul uh bob odenkirk is just like such a fun dude he plays a character so well where he's like a serious lawyer but he's also kind of a shyster yeah. and he's funny and there's lots of layers to it, it there's a lot in the show I think for everybody, Uh, yeah, Better Call Saul, season four, one through four on Netflix, season five on TV now. What do you got, Robin?
1: February 23rd, season five.
2: uh, By the time this podcast airs, uh, the season will be premiering February 23rd for the new season of Better Call Saul. All right. And that's what I've been into. Anybody
0: have any thoughts on that? I have an idea that I came up with when you were talking about it, and it combines both things that we're not supposed to talk about on the podcast. (laughs) It's called Better Call Saw. Guerrera (laughs) and it's about Saw Guerrera and his freedom fighters and uh, you know he plays the part really well but he's kind of funny but kind of a shyster but he's really just pissed off because his sister died during the Clone Wars and what do you think of that idea? Is it a hit?
2: (laughs) I think I'm cutting that
0: part of the podcast. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) All right. Great segment everybody. Way to go.
1: On to the next thing
2: it is such a good show. Just watch that show <laughs> see if That's you watch how I feel. this show, you will not be disappointed. yeah, sure. just
0: listen to what we just watch what we tell you to Do All whatever right?
1: we tell you to do <laughs> yeah. we say jump off a bridge. don't do we'll it.
0: never say <laughs> it. but hey, so also let us know did. what
2: you guys are into this week. That's yeah. what we're into and uh there's lots of stuff out there. so tweet us at Krypton Aldron. let us know what you're into
0: this yeah. week. Or whenever. Or stuff you've been into in the past.
1: Stuff you will be into in the future if you're a time traveler. Stuff
0: you're not into. Yeah, we'd also like to hear about stuff that people aren't into. Do you guys want to have two segments? What we're into, what we're not into? (laughs) I have not been into Better Call Saul. (laughs) All right. uh, Up next, let's talk about the... Series of little teasers for the MCU television shows. For those of you, I'm sure everybody listening has probably seen it by now, but during the Super Bowl, there was one trailer incorporating several Marvel pieces of content. So up first was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be a show starring... Anthony McKenzie as Falcon, reprising his role as Falcon, and what's the guy's name who plays? Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan as uh, the Winter Soldier, like a buddy team-up, and Zemo, Baron Zemo's in it, looks good. And then so from there, it went to WandaVision. Obviously, we've talked about that on this podcast before, and we got sort of snippets of WandaVision bouncing back and forth, and, you know, maybe like bookended by Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So And, and Loki. And then at the very end, we got some Loki.
2: Robin is nodding her head fiercely. Yes. (laughs) It was a very rapid fire trailer. If you haven't seen it. It's just like clip and then title. Clip. Blackness. Clip.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it kind of all melted into like it was like. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right into Scarlet Witch, and or it was right into
2: WandaVision, and
0: then back into the Winter Soldier.
2: Man, if you didn't know, they were all four different shows. Yeah.
0: Four, right? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. Oh. What's the fourth one? She-Hulk.
2: The, <laughs> I <laughs> wish we got a trailer for She-Hulk. What's your take on this trailer, Robin?
1: I thought it was awesome, but I mean, I liked it. And I thought it was a pretty good trailer and then it got to the end and it showed Loki and I immediately cared about nothing else in the trailer yeah. but Loki. Yeah. That was the best part. I L- think that's Loki why they saved that for
0: the end. Because
1: that was the very last thing, right? Yeah. They just showed yep. him very and he's, what do you say? I'm
0: going to burn this place to the ground.
1: Yeah, that's all I needed. I'm in. I am on board. I bought my ticket. Getting on the train. Mm-hmm. Going right past They should have just ended
2: it with and you thought you were going to cancel Disney Plus after the Mandalorian. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Royce? Um, I don't like the rapid-fire pacing of it, because I, I want to know what the shows are about. This is obviously the first tier of their advertising campaign for these new shows, though. Yeah. That they're like, there's going to be a lot of shows. Don't cancel Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So I got the message there. I just want to see trailers for the shows, though. Yeah. I think the most interesting-looking one, Loki is a cool character. I'm not as stoked for that. Winter Soldier those guys, that bores the crap out of me for some reason. Like, Captain America's cool, but, like, that is, eh, to me. I'm really interested in WandaVision because I think that just looks the most different. She's wearing a wedding dress, and then she's wearing, like, a f- 1950s housewife get-up, and then she's in a— di- like they She's keep- in
1: the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they- yeah, they
2: do a lot of different— uh, eras of look and feel right and that just seems more interesting to me I'm like really curious to see how that all plays out and that could be the most new Marvel stuff like Winter Soldier I've seen shields and stuff and Loki I've seen him being shiesty and hiding stuff behind his back and winking at the camera WandaVision is going to be totally new so just like the Mandalorian was fresh I think that'll be fresh. That's kind of my take on it. But I, I want to see more development in a future trailer. Right.
0: No, this was definitely a co- more of a commercial for Disney Plus mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. else. But I think, yeah, they just had some footage. It's whatever, $5 million for a TV spot during the Super Bowl. And they were like, let's just throw some stuff out there.
2: Definitely awesome to cram in four TV shows into one ad. Yeah. But it's, it's for the streaming service, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. They, it's exactly just don't cancel us because Baby Yoda's not... There's no new Baby Yoda coming out. Like, right, don't put us on hiatus until the fall, please. Yeah, I don't know. I think Falcon in the Winter Soldier will be interesting. He's like Captain America gave Falcon his shield at the end of... Spoiler alert for Endgame, but him So you gave think the story's shield.
2: post-Avengers then?
0: Oh, yeah, it's post-Endgame. And so it's Falcon becomes Captain America, you know, sometimes in the comic books. Either Captain America's dead or retired or went evil, and the Falcon steps into that role. I think in this, he might, like, be testing it out, and the government takes the shield away from him. There's a scene where another character has the shield later, and I think the government's just going to come in and do what Tony did to Captain America and be like, that's not yours the government made that for Captain America, so you can't have it. Uh, I think the Zemo stuff is interesting that he's going to be a part of it because he's a pretty integral Captain America character, and he was just kind of in Civil War and then it didn't really do much. Zemo? Yeah, Zemo. The guy. He's in Captain America: Civil War. He's the main bad guy that's like taking over the Winter Soldier and bringing he's the, guy the that's whispering in, in and whatever. Avengers, yeah. Pitting the Avengers against each other. Anyway, he's in the trailer. But right, so WandaVision looks very interesting. I think it's a lot of what we said, whatever the episode was, where we were talking sort of more in-depth about it. She's going through, they are going through these different sort of sitcoms, like the Brady Bunch. It's black and white. It's 70s. It's 50s. Uh, Which I originally thought was because she has these incredible powers in the comic books where she can manipulate reality that's where I thought all of it was coming from I think I alluded to that on whatever podcast Mm -hmm. episode we were talking about but there's one particular scene in this whatever you want to call it trailer where she like pops out of the tv and like she's in color but vision's still in black and white and she looks surprised which is weird to me so it's either like her she it is her powers and she can't necessarily control them and maybe they're both maybe they're trapped in this you don't in know these different real realities or, or maybe somebody else is doing it or maybe a combination of Red. both there's also rumors that they might try to introduce X-Men using WandaVision so what's that X-Men villain, the reality show, mm. X-Men villain, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Me neither, which really sucks. But he because puts all the X-Men in like this. A, yeah. a gladiator. So
0: that. it was. it's an interesting idea that maybe he's behind it, and that might be a way to introduce, start to introduce the X-Men into these things. But, you know, in one scene, she's pregnant, and then another another scene, there's like bassinets. There's two of them yeah. with presumably her and Vision's kids. So it's definitely like going through her idealistic,
2: like, relationship with Vision and how they would have... You think it's going to parody, like, like you said the Brady Bunch? Then Thanks for reminding me, because I forgot that that was, like, one of them where she was clearly... It looked exactly like a different thing that already existed in pop culture. Yeah,
1: yeah, she it's, was, like, by the stairs in, like, a Marsha Brady outfit or whatever. Yeah, I,
2: I couldn't put my finger on it because I never really watched Brady Bunch, but I was familiar enough to know that, like, that was supposed to trigger, uh you know, a different piece of pop culture you already knew. Is every, like, episode or, like, every scene you think going to, like parody i think or so. pay homage to other things we already know that i think maybe exist in their universe too
0: yeah i think it's going to be sort of homages to different sort of different old sitcoms or whatever yeah. like bewitched or the brady bunch or the honeymooners or
2: i, I think that's going to be the most successful of these or at least that's got a lot of x factor loki people x like X factor but lo- loki like i said they've already done all the, f- the funny loki stuff in the films like they got to do something new with it, you know.
0: Well, okay, we could use that as a transition into Loki. I think the Loki stuff everyone's going to watch because everyone loves him. Uh, but I think it's into, he's sitting there, he's saying, "I'm going to burn this place to the ground." The symbol on his chest is the sort of Marvel version of time cops, so it's presumably it's it's set sort of after, but maybe also during the events of Infinity War and Endgame when he takes the Tesseract. And disappears. Right.
2: You don't know what happens in the meantime.
0: Right. So there's the, sort of that branch of reality that, that no longer exists because they put the stones back. But it's supposed to be him traveling sort of in that. So he's existing maybe outside of time, which might be why the time police have him. And so I think that's a really interesting, a really interesting aspect. First of all, it's introducing these characters that you probably never thought that they, again, it's sure. like these fringe characters that you never thought would make it to the screen. And second of all, if it is set in this sort of dead reality, then it doesn't matter in the sense that they could do anything. Like, you're not limited to sort of whatever canon. Loki might still be dead in the real reality of it, or maybe they'll use this to bring them back, but you can do anything. The show could go anywhere and it would have no
2: consequences on the yeah. canon. Yeah. I think that's the best, best possibility for you to write a show is it's not, not constricted by a lot of other BS. Right.
0: Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all goes, but I think it looks good. Overall, it looks good. Good commercial for Disney plus. I'll keep it. Agreed. All right. What's next? All right. Next up, we have a trailer for Morbius. Came out a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Morbius, the living vampire. Uh, Obviously. Spider-Man, classic Spider-Man villain. So in the trailer, we get introduced to Dr. Michael Morbius, played by Jared Leto. And he's afflicted by something, seems to be like MS or something like that, that he's looking for a cure. He's on crutches. Yeah. Can't really walk. And so he's, uh, the trailer alludes to him having survived much longer than he should have. So he's trying to find a cure. He somehow uses vampire bat DNA to cure himself, but the cure comes with unexpected comic booky consequences. So he
2: walks into a cave and slices his hand, and like this will cure me. And the bats come flying after him so in his that's, blood. So that's like a questionable scene. I don't know, but then that's he's, a got, cool the,
0: he's comic book-y got the bat. Scene, though he's got the bat in the lab. Presumably that he's like working like there's a scene where he's got the la- the bat in his laboratory oh, so maybe after. that he's working with. I need a thousand bats now.
2: <laughs> uh, one is not enough. I am back to one million bats. <laughs> that's a little Rick and Morty joke for you guys out there. Good one. Spoiler
0: alert. Whatever he does with vampire bat DNA cures him, but it turns him into a
2: Dracula type vampire and becomes a Spider-Man villain. Marvel said, OK, DC, you have Batman. We have Batman,
1: literal Batman. Well,
2: DC has Man Bat also, which is come on, a man who experiments with bat DNA and ter- ends up turning into a bat. I think it's a fast. I don't know if that has any relation. That they're like they have a bat character. We need a bat character, but ours will actually be a bat. I think that's so funny. Uh, also, very interesting that Jared Leto gets to be Joker and a Batman.
1: I mean, he already ruined one movie. Was that not enough? I, yes. I do not
2: particularly <laughs> like Jared no, Leto. And I think we've already d- hated on him on the podcast. But Do you think he said... Really disgusting,
0: creepy things to these cast members, or do you think he's over that by now? No, like, I think that's just what dead he
1: does. That
0: entrails to all of the cast of M- Morbius.
1: I think you hire Jared Leto and you just assume that he's gonna come on to set and do creepy things, and you just have to deal with it.
2: I think the creepiness lends to this, what this character seems to turn into, just like kind of the Joker. Yeah, uh, he
0: played I, the Joker I, really bad. I, this is probably a better character to him, for him to play. You just need a director that can control that guy. You just can't let him go crazy. But to your earlier point, Batman was created in 1939. Morbius' first appearance was in 1971. So if it was in response to that, it was way late. It was probably more in response to vampires being cool. Sure. but Yeah, because it's not
2: quite Batman. It's, it's, like you said, he's sucking blood. Yeah, blood. right.
0: Well, yeah, and so I never really read any comic books with Morbius in them. My Introduction to him and all pretty much all of my knowledge about him is based on the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, which is obviously r- really great. Like uh, what we're into, I've been into that since you know the '90s, but it's really good. And you know, the premise is that he is—he starts out as a, a Spider-Man villain because he can't control his thirst for blood. They don't necessarily find a cure, but they find a way for him to extract. They find a way for him to sort of feed safely. Right. And he becomes a good guy and he teams up with Blade. And also, there's a deleted scene from the Blade, the Wesley Snipes Blade movie with
2: a character that was going to be Morbius in it. But they
0: never put that in. And Anyway. I think so, it's time
2: to bring in the fringe characters. Kinda yeah. Like we said earlier, it's like, he's not been in it. Uh, bring him in because otherwise we have to do another Iron Man and we can't do another Iron Man. So Morbius it is.
0: Right. And so I guess getting to the end of the trailer, He interacts with Michael Keaton, who played Vulture, right? and the the idea is that they're developing the Sinister Six, which is a group of Spider-Man villains. Sony had a Sinister Six movie in the works and then scrapped it with a lot of their other sort of Spider-Man related projects because they weren't doing well and they had to team with Marvel to make a good Spider-Man movie. But the idea is that they're going to make this Sinister Six movie now with and
2: include Morbius. What do you think about the Morbius trailer, Robin?
1: I think the character in general seems interesting and like something I would probably be very into. However,
2: Jared Leto. Jared Leto. (laughs) Hard pass?
1: I, I will see it, but I think it's, it just, it takes me out of it using an actor like that who already is in so many things, especially like The last thing I know him for is the Joker, which I didn't see, but the trailers all looked awful and everyone said it was a terrible movie. So it makes me very skeptical and it makes me a little concerned for the quality of the movie.
2: You don't want to think about the actor.
1: No, I don't want to be sitting there and be like, it's Jared Leto as Dracula. I don't want to be thinking about it.
0: Right, and that's the problem that Jared Leto has bestowed upon us as an actor because it's so hard to disconnect from that because he's done these things to cast members and and stuff like that, that it's like, you can't see the guy without thinking, oh, he sent dead rats to
2: everybody or whatever.
1: Yeah, you look at him, you're like, he's a creepy guy. Yeah.
2: I just, I didn't know it was Jared Leto at first. And I was like, I don't like this guy. Who is this guy? I got to look him up. Why don't I like this guy? And then when the name tag came up, I was like, oh, Jared Leto. Like, no wonder he looks creepy. I can't get that image out of my head either. I'm with you, Robin. Like him just doing the part, dang, even if it's a great movie, it's going to be hard to not see Jared Leto as Jared Leto and not a character.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much every other Marvel movie has a really famous person. Like, Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. Everybody knows who he is. And I mean, he was kind of like a crappy person. I remember in like yeah. the 80s and 90s, he was like yeah. a real shitty person, but he made a bunch of really great movies. Uh, yeah. And he, that didn't take me out of it at all. It's not impossible. He also changed
0: his, I mean, he, he did, you know, he went to rehab and did stuff to yeah. try to change his personal life and also, but yeah, you're right. That That's sort of a disconnect from
2: from my point as to, can we see this person and not think about that?
0: what do you think of the trailer?
2: These are all good points that I, I pretty much agree with. Uh. I think it's really interesting. There's a point in the trailer where, from the studio, that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man far from home, Venom. (laughs) (laughs) They're clearly, like you said, they're setting up this sinister uh, group of uh, Spider-Man villains. Sony's real proud that, like, we got Spider-Man. We got Spider-Man. And uh, I I guess that's kind of cool, but uh, Venom, I didn't see. Did any of us see? Yeah, I did. Was it good? Uh, it wasn't terrible. You but, know? So, but so. Uh, but it is, was not like. Can Spider-Man be its own universe as as strong as Sony wants it to be without Marvel? Like you were saying, I, I'm a little bit. I don't think that that's possible, and I think it's funny that the trailer is clearly them being like, "We're real proud to be the home of Spider-Man." Because it says in association with Marvel or well, whatever it says at the very yeah. beginning.
0: they've always had to. They've always had to say that. But it's it's just I don't, interesting. I don't think it can exist without Marvel, and I don't think they'd let it at this point. But there's certainly that aspect where they're saying we've got Spider-Man. Right. We also making others. And you
2: other don't. Yeah. <laughs> My only other thoughts on the trailer is how they used like part of the for-release melody. Yeah. In the trailer. Trailer music is, like, so awesome these days. Like, you don't even have to have any kind of plot. You could just play the music and, like, put some text on, on the page, and you'd be like, wow, they're rolling cities that eat each other.
0: <laughs> <Bwah.">
2: <laughs> like Like, the music is just so incredible. But then they put Fur Elise in it. And I feel that like, was
1: really distracting. I was like, "What is that?"
2: Did you think it like fit though? Because it's Fur Elise is a very like sad, somber, maybe a little creepy melody. They took the na 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 part from it, which I think is the creepiest part.
1: They played it during the creepiest parts of it, and it was it definitely made me feel very like you're watching some dude in like Transylvania with this, like, really old music and...
2: I kind of wish that they went all in and that it was, like, uh, like a Logan-style trailer where they just played Johnny Cash Hurt. Yeah. And they just played for Elise on the piano with, like, a really creepy reverb on it, you know? Right. And that would have been so freaking creepy and much different than any other trailer. But it's the symphonic, epic... <laughs> It's it was a very really weird dynamic. Yeah. Right. It, I think it worked, but it was also a little bit... There's something weird about that. You had mentioned it too. I don't yeah. know if you have any other thoughts to add to Fur least being in a Spider-Man trailer. I
0: don't know. I, I don't think I do other than my problem is with trailers more and more. I think especially the superhero ones were getting these weird mixes or covers of music like that instead of just putting music from the movie or from a little bit of a gimmick maybe y- yeah or like epic trailer music which w- whatever i just don't like that every single superhero trailer now has these either a cover either a slow cover of a classic rock song or like this
2: little bit of fir- mm-hmm. you could be
0: your own thing Uh, it's just happening
2: all the time now. That
0: was my point.
2: I have some uh, good buddies who make a lot of music for sound libraries that would like license music for their trailer. Mm -hmm. And they make generic music that anybody could license, basically. And there's somewhat of a formula to just making epic trailer music. Right. You You could take that soundtrack, put it against anything else, it would probably still work. That could have been the Joker trailer. Yeah. uh, With that music. So... I don't know, kind of a side tangent there. Just very interesting that there's like a classical piano piece.
0: Yeah. One or two more things about the trailer itself. It could be a good movie. I hope it's good. I'm, very, I'm a little skeptical just because of some of the content in the trailer. And maybe they will, maybe this was just for the trailer. But it was way too comic book origin-y for me.
2: It's definitely like, an origin story.
0: It is. It's but a new character a scene, though, we don't know him. I know, but there's a scene in the trailer where he's talking into his recording device like I guess doctors do when they're doing experiments at least in movies and he's like listing all of his new abilities which you don't have to do. You can just don't use forget, them. You can look through but, <laughs> walls now. Yeah. You could just use them in the like I hate it when the movie treats the audience like they're dumb. He's like the ability to use echolocation. Oh yeah. Like that you could was have just lame. used echolocation. We would have been like, wow, increased strength and speed. You just use it. Like I have to sleep hanging upside down now. <laughs> <laughs> so that really bothered me. That could like really turn me off from the movie if that like if something like that. I is have actually- a thirst for blood. Yeah, right. Like obviously you do. You could, like, your hand got attacked by vampire bats. the vampire likes blood and flying around at night. So that really bothered me. There's also just, I wanted to say real quick about the ending scene where... The vultures like got sick of being the good guy. I think that pairs a little bit with he's at one point he's walking by graffiti on the street that's calling Spider-Man a murderer because this obviously took place after Far From Home. And I'm wondering if to get him into the Sinister Six, they're tricking him because Michael Morbius was a good guy that got these powers and cannot control his thirst. So he kind of becomes the villain. Do they have to get him into the Sinister Six by tricking him to think that Spider-Man's a bad guy? I think that would sort of be a really interesting play. It sounds then, like they
2: could do a whole trilogy of him being good to bad to good to bad. Yeah,
0: and then Spider-Man convinces him that he didn't kill, and then it could just be like a little bit of character redemption for Morbius, and he and that's when he goes and meets up with Blade. Anyway, so interesting. I thought it was a good trailer, I guess.
1: <laughs> so to I'm s- curious to sidestep kind of who. Are in the Sinister
0: Six. Uh, it it changes. That's
1: what I figured. Yeah.
0: So Vulture, like Doc Ock. Yeah. Vulture, Doc Ock, Rhino, Mysterio, sometimes Scorpion. I don't know if Morbius is. Been to my knowledge, based on what I've seen and read, Morbius was never really part of the Sinister Six. Electro, sometimes, you know, it's any number of Spider-Man villains. I think have, get, get, can fit into that role.
1: So, that's yeah. what I figured. I didn't want to assume though.
0: Yeah. I think there's a scene in one of the amazing Spider-Man movies where they're also trying to put together the Sinister Six and someone's walking through a corridor and there's like suits or something in places and you're like, oh, they're making a Sinister... And of course, those movies, to most people, were bad, so they didn't end up doing that. Sorry, Robin. Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good talk, guys. Let's go. It's showers. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about Black Widow. Now we're into, I think, two Black Widow trailers and a teaser... Judging from the trailers, she's going back to Russia to meet up with some of her, I guess, old Black Widow crew to settle some kind of score, repent for something that happened in her past. I'm not really her sure. Crew or family? Well, I think it's quote unquote. One's her quote, sister, unquote, obviously. Fa- I don't think it's really her sister. I think she's saying sister in terms of like they went through the Black Widow program Got together. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're actually family, but I think they were all sort of part of maybe this. Russian Black Ops Assassin Network right and so she's going back to them and getting she the old needs crew to together. a crew maybe to take down Black Widow there's obviously new black widows being made. You know, you could see that in the trailer. So, yeah, there's a lot of fighting. Seems to be set mostly in Russia. They're going to the Black Widow headquarters. There's new Black Widows being made. And the main villain of the film is Taskmaster, which is interesting. Dun, dun, dun. So, Taskmaster is a Marvel character bad guy that sort of has a photographic memory. He or she or whoever can see someone do something and then be able to replicate it. So there's scenes in the trailer where they have Captain America's shield and you can, you can tell that they've watched superheroes do stuff and they can mimic their
2: moves. Thanks for answering the question before I asked it. Sorry. Because I was going to say, who the hell is that guy? Uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Royce. Isn't that what Royce. Black Widow says? It, doesn't she say, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. And then he, after, right after he shows up. So he's Taskmaster and he hasn't been in any other Marvel stuff yet.
0: Oh, yeah. Good one, Royce. <clears throat> Good one. Yes, the Thank question you, based on for, uh, yeah, a good one. Catching up. <laughs> what would you think of the podcast, Royce? Also, good one.
2: Um, yeah. So, Black Widow's another character that I'm like. I'm not sure if I'm super interested in. Like after after the snap in the Avengers, like she was just kind of like annoying, right? She was like, everything's different now, right? she wasn't snapped away she was still there
0: she was not snapped
2: away but everyone was kind of like everything's <clears throat> different now I, I guess everyone was kind of annoying after the snap but i didn't i didn't ever like feel for her i have no like attachment to her and i still don't through the trailers mm-hmm. but maybe getting to know her would be even more interesting cuz she's always been a side character in the other marvel movies she's never yeah, been the exactly. main person so that's i guess that's probably why i'm like so black widow i love david harbor I yeah. think he's great. David Harbour is Red Guardian. I think he's, bullet point he's great as uh, Sheriff Hopper or whatever in uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he's in this as like, I thought he was like her father or something. That's why I asked if they were family. It, it seemed like
1: well, sort of a he says family paternal relationship.
0: Again. Yeah, he's definitely like, I don't think they're biologically
2: related. Sure. They're just they're they're close buddies and they feel like family. I thought that was interesting to put him in, and he's like, oh, I don't fit in my suit. It's all water weight or whatever. He, that'll be some cool redeeming comedic relief in the movie because mm. Black Widow's like too serious to me. She's not cool like Nick Fury. Like even as the side character in all the films, like he's so cool, right? I think
0: I, she's the same. I think she's
2: like a ex spy assassin who. Go ahead. But cool though, did you think she
1: was cool? I hate Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, okay.
2: No, no. <laughs> wow. So, so I'm with I'm with you, Robin. That I don't think I've gotten to know her enough through this series or through this movie. Maybe that could change because mm-hmm. there's obviously like like what is the I didn't know there were other Black Widows. So there's a Black Widow program that could be cool. I get kind of like 007 vibes from this. Like it'll be yeah, yeah. a little bit more spy oriented. I like that scene towards the end of the new trailer where they fade out to like her silhouette and she's red, and it fades out to the Black Widow logo. Mm-hmm. That was very, like, 007 in the 007 logo to right. me. So that was kind of cool. Um, I also think the music in this trailer is cool. The synthesizer, wah, wah, slippy, slidey, 80s synthesizer stuff mm-hmm. going on is fun. Uh, and then this Taskmaster guy, I didn't know that he was Taskmaster. Thankfully, Joey informed us that he's Taskmaster. <laughs> the only thing I know about him is that he was in the Spider-Man PS4 game, Yep, and he's like... Spider-Man, do this thing and do it better. So that's all I know about him. That could be interesting in the movie if he's not a bad guy. Because he's not really a bad guy in the video game. He's trying to make you a better Spider-Man, right?
1: I don't recall this part of the game at all.
2: Taskmaster.
1: <laughs> never heard of him? No. You
2: beat the game.
1: I did, but I have literally no idea what you're talking about. That's why. I, I guess it's confused. been a while
2: since we've played. That was yeah. one of like the side stories, though. Taskmaster would show up and be like, "Race me, Spider Man!" Oh, the guy. You're who not would, close enough. The
1: guy who would show up and just beat the crap out of you.
2: Taskmaster.
1: All right, I forgot that's who that was. I had the mask, like yeah. a skull mask. Yeah. No, I, I remember that now. I was thinking it was like a voiceover thing, strictly like a voiceover thing.
2: Taskmaster.
1: <laughs> Thank <laughs> Just you. Keep
2: saying it. Taskmaster <laughs> is Taskmaster. Yeah.
1: Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the way I'm explaining things on this podcast from <laughs> now <on. laughs> um no
2: typically a villain that's all i got so what else do you think about the trailer you said you don't like black widow you don't care about taskmaster but what else
1: uh i mean i'm excited for david harbour because he just i just think it's funny that he's obviously like gotten fat but he's like oh the suit still fits Mm -hmm. and everyone's like yeah but you got fat that's my favorite part of the trailer but in general i don't like black widow i think she's a really boring character like she doesn't- One every, dimensional. Everyone else has like superpowers for the most part. Like sure. Iron Man has like this awesome suit he built and she's just like a trained spy. So I don't really think she's like a superhero- and just in general, I don't like Scarlett Johansson. I think she's a mm. really... she like I think everything she does is the same, like, monotone acting style. So I'm, like, kind of disappointed they're making... I'm not surprised, but I'm disappointed they're making her into, like, a standalone movie.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think they've been working on this for a while, and a lot of people have requested that this happen. And it's, you know, a female-led sort of superhero genre movie. I think later in the Marvel movies, she got better like her character got better but there's a lot of like there's in everything everywhere there's a lot of men don't really know how to write or direct women Mm -hmm. and so that plays a big part in this and so now we have her in a lead movie I think it'll make her a lot less you know quote-unquote boring yeah because we'll get into her back this also takes place after civil war so it's it's after Captain America Civil War, but before whatever the next thing was. There's too many names of too many movies. I yeah, yeah. can't remember them sure. all. But it's after Civil War and she's going home to like take care of whatever she needs to take care of. So I think it'll be good sort of like a little disc insert in between the movies there you'll be able to watch. But
2: I'm all for the strong female lead. Like she's a good looking actress and does a lot of cool badass stunt stuff. So, like, yeah. it's, I don't I think, think it's she's a,
0: good at acting. I,
2: I'm not personally knocking her for like her ability or whatever. Yeah, I understand. Or it's the it's character. Not the Jared Leto thing. It's, right. it's the character has just not been interesting. Yeah.
0: I think this will, yeah. I'm, I think and I hope that this will change that for, for you
2: guys. Dude, I would love to appreciate it more because when she pops up, or when winter soldier people pop up i'm like
1: i love winter forget soldier forget you guys yeah. get out of but here she also, bring me the a
0: team she also has a history with winter uh, the spy stuff is inter- i mean it's going to be a different sort of movie from the super from the marvel superhero right. other than i think david harbor has superpowers i think um red guardian is another case of someone trying to recreate the super soldier serum that made captain america it's like Russia's version. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, I mean, there's a, there's a part in the trailer where he like grabs someone's punch and breaks their arm and throws them. So I definitely think he'll have like powers. So, so there will be an aspect. And of course, Taskmaster obviously has powers.
1: Which Marvel movie is it? There is one Marvel movie that like touches on her backstory a little bit, right? Don't they show her like in like the orphanage or whatever? Yeah.
0: Ultron. Yeah, the Scarlet Witch, you know, does the mind thing and makes yeah. her... So you if you've that. seen
1: that you kind of are, like you know a little bit about her backstory, but yeah. this, this'll probably get more into it, I would assume.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then she talks about it with Bruce Banner later in the movie, like she can't have kids because they made you in order to make you a better soldier, they sterilized you and all kinds of horrible things. They'll probably touch on in this they'll go into her backstory and it'll be like this obviously she went through this horrible
2: ordeal. I yeah. like backstory. It there's nothing worse than a comic book movie that is like Oh, they show up, they've got powers, and they they just have a crazy CGI battle fest the whole time. And, like, all the information you need to care about the characters or the story is omitted because, wow, look at these explosions. Yeah, I'm not interested in that as a 30-year-old guy that watches comic book movies. But, hopefully, that's not what this is. They're gonna go into why you should care about Black Widow.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think they definitely will, and they'll they'll get into the you know I think the family aspect of it like they were a close knit group again m- not biologically related but they were so close that right. they're family and she obviously goes to them when she goes back to Russia to do whatever she has to do there. They're like the people she seeks out. So yeah, that could have some interesting. Played and she says, it. like, the in one of the trailers, she says the Avengers were not my first family. So it's very interesting.
2: Um, I'm very curious to see who Taskmaster ends up being. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a bad guy. He doesn't seem like a bad guy in the PlayStation game, the Spider-Man PS4 game. He's just there to, like, motivate Spider-Man. I don't think you battle him to kill him, right? It's kind of just like a side thing that he's like, come on, do better. He's not trying to...
1: Am I wrong? No, but you have to beat him is the entire point. Is he the one that I really distinctly remember is like he pops up and then he you like fight him for a while and you have to beat him.
2: But he leaves. He's not like intending to kill you in the game. He just kind of bests you and he's like, try again next time.
1: Yeah, but I thought he was a bad guy.
2: He might be
0: trying to best you in the game because he wants to be better. Yeah, like there's no point in him killing Spider-Man because if he pushes Spider-Man to be better, he'll learn more taskmaster will learn more stuff right so traditionally taskmaster's a villain
2: it seems kind of like a joker batman relationship that he's like i feed off of you yeah you're good i'm good
0: i think taskmaster in this movie will end up being a bad guy but i think it will be someone she knows black widow says who the hell is this guy i think her pointing out specifically that it's a guy is gonna mean that it's a woman and
2: potentially one (laughs) of her crew members like right I'm sure they'll set that up for a big agent. reveal yeah. It was um, Palpatine the whole time
0: uh, We're not supposed to talk about Star Wars this
2: episode Can we all agree that Taskmaster Is a terrible name uh,
0: Taskmaster, think Taskmaster, find, Taskmaster I think you'll find that a lot of Comic book names from that point In history are just What that person is good at sure. Made into a comic book name
2: Batman
0: So <laughs>
2: what are his powers based on? <laughs> oh, they're bats, oh, okay, okay <laughs> Oh, you mean Morbius, the living vampire? Oh, you meant Batman, Man Bat?
1: I mean, there's also Ant Man.
2: Yes, they're all Spider Man. I mean, they're all She Hulk. Whatever.
0: Uh, I also really like that David Harbour is playing a Russian in uh, Black Widow, and then the Stranger Things teaser came out a couple of days ago, and he's working on a railroad in Russia. There's a lot of Russian David Harbour going. Also. Okay, can we just talk about the Stranger Things thing for a little, just like a second? I don't see why not. (laughs) Um, We're all caught up on Stranger Things, right? Yes. Okay. Spoilers. Spoiler alert for Stranger Things. Season three ended with every single person who wasn't a monster watching in tears, right? If you watched it,
2: you were very sad. No? It was a little hard. Yeah, because you're like, oh, man. Because uh, Harbor's love interest, the mom, is watching, right? She's in the other room. Yeah. Joyce? Joyce? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and he, what we thought, dies. I
0: actually told Lorelai, I think he's alive. And then we watched that teaser. And she was like, you were right. Which is nice. Uh, but then he writes the letter to Elle. Like he there was a letter for Elle and she's reading it and crying and whatever. Anyway, right. yeah, yeah. so in this teaser... It, like, we're in Russia, and we zoom in, and you see whatever. They're working on a railroad, and, and you see David Harbour. What a gigantic reveal for a show that is coming out probably at the end of the year. Like, that's the biggest reveal you could have met. Like, what else could they... There must be something very big planned for the show, for this season of the show. There has to, to be put,
1: something bigger. To put
0: that in the first piece of content about... Originally, for the season four cast, his name was on the cast list. And then, like, a week before they released the trailer, his name was removed from the cast list. And then they release whatever this is, a little teaser, and he's there. And that's the only thing in it. It's, like, him and then weird noises, right?
2: <laughs> I, I guess now, I didn't think much of it, but since it is so far in the future... They must have other things saved or they just know that no one's talking about Stranger Things because we're like so far removed from it that you have to start somewhere. They're just starting there. And that's, dude, it's just like the Baby Yoda thing that gets people tweeting, how did he end up there? But it's, Did his matter, is it a clone? Is it really David? Is this a prequel? Is like, it really
0: David? <laughs> oh, David Harbour? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> hopper, I. But hopper. it would be like, it would be like showing... Baby Yoda in the trailer for The Mandalorian. You would still mm-hmm. talk
2: about it, though.
0: All I mean is it was very emotional thinking that he died, and it could have been a very emotional scene of uh, w- sitting there With watching the, the, the show of sort of one. in
2: real time. It could have been very emotional. Yeah, but now they can get ready to sell the pops ahead of time. We've ha- we're still waiting for Baby Yoda merch to show up. They can get the bald hopper working on the railroad pop out in time for, uh, you know, Memorial Day. All right. What do you got? <laughs> any thoughts?
1: Not really surprised they put him in the trailer because pretty much everyone that I know that's really into the show, all two people, my brother and my friend Carrie, they were immediately texting me and they were like, he's not dead. So I feel right. like a lot of people were like, he's not dead. He's pretty much everyone's favorite character. You're not going to kill him off. It would be similar to like, we're going to kill off Eleven. And in, was at the end of season one? Everyone thought Eleven was dead.
0: Well... At the end of season one, they show the waffles in the yeah. oh yeah, you know yeah, they yeah. kind of allude to that she was where at the end of season three, the camera takes us to Russia and they're like they say something about like they're in the, the Russian jail and they say something about the American and I thought it was either hopper or eleven's Brenner, who what she called father Dr. yeah, yeah. I thought it was the father, yeah, um Papa, but I think that that's the kind of like ballsy move that these shows can take sometimes where you take a beloved character like that and to get people sort of more emotionally invested in the show, you kill them off in that way. He sacrificed himself to save everybody else and he wrote this beautiful letter and that kind of all goes away now. It'll probably still be a good season of the show, but I just can't believe that that's the first piece of content you put out. We've talked about this for longer than I expected to. I just can't believe that that's the first piece of content you put out regarding the next season of this
2: show. Hey, I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it either way. So,
0: yeah, it's all good. we're going to watch it. But, like, a great teaser to me would have been the new group of kids playing Dungeons and & Dragons and then some weird noises at the end of the teaser. Like, Dustin passed the torch to Mike's sister at the end of season three. Like, he gave her Dungeons and & Dragons and it was kind of like a nice little you're the next group sure. to inherit this board game and this show. And it would have been cool to see, like, hey, they're
2: playing dungeon, and there's a new monster on the board. That's a very sweet sentiment, but I just don't feel the urge to tweet right now. Uh, that's the problem—the urge to tweet. Hey, can I you just put don't... some kind of classical music over it? Like maybe, like <laughs> use like Pachelbel's Canon this time. What's something can you good make in that Russian? Sound epic. Yeah, yeah, how about the Tetris theme? The Stranger Things season four. That's how I feel about that.
0: Uh, that's the hill I'll die on. About All right. So thanks things. for
2: turning our trailer trifecta into uh, a tetrahedron. You're welcome. Do we have anything
0: else to say about Black Widow, which was what we were talking about? It's before. a trailer
2: tesseract.
0: I don't think that's a shape.
2: <laughs> well, it's like a cube. There's like you know. I don't cube's, think cubes tesseract is force. the name of
0: the sh- is the name
2: of the cube. Anyway, uh, Black Widow. No. Listeners, let us know how you're feeling about Black Widow. The first. Backstory movie, yeah.
0: Also, let us know what you feel about anything. Black
2: Widow. Yes, it's just Black Widow. Lose the the.
0: (laughs) All right. Now that we've talked about everything we said we were going to talk about, plus one extra thing, (laughs) uh, it's time to ask a secret question, secret surprise question for the group. That's different every week. I don't remember what we started calling it at the beginning of the podcast. Surprise question time. I have one unplanned impromptu (laughs) question. (laughs) That's better. Uh, based on Black Widow taking a sort of a side character, there was an Iron Man two, and she became more involved in the movies and giving her her own solo movie slash backstory. What character from the current MCU would either of you like to see have their own backstory in you know solo film? I'll let you know if either of your answers are correct.
2: All right, I've got one. The first one that comes to mind, at least, and it's probably because it's at top of mind, um, is a character from Captain Marvel and maybe other Marvel movies, the Skrull people. Mm. Is that Ben Mendelsohn that plays that Skrull character in Captain Marvel? I think it is. I thought that that character in Captain Marvel was really interesting, and then it he had...
0: Ben Mendelsohn, yes.
2: Uh, Yeah, so the the guy from uh, Rogue One, right? Yeah. And uh, other such properties. And the outsider on HBO, by Stephen King. And uh, what's that show that Russ liked on Netflix? We're not a bad family. We just did a bad thing. Anyway, can't remember. So that Skrull character, I think, was really interesting. He had a, like a family on a, on the ship or yeah. whatever, and they were trying to get back to the family, and they seemed like they were on the run. At first, you'd think they're bad guys, but then they're actually good guys, and kind of emotionally invested in that side character. I didn't really like Captain Marvel overall, but I thought the Nick Fury stuff and the Skrull stuff was really interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing a Skrull backstory movie. Rise of the Skrull. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Yeah, he was a great character in that. And the Skrulls are typically villains in the Marvel Universe. Right. So that was, I really, I enjoyed, a twist. I really liked Captain Marvel. And I really liked that aspect of it. Like when they finally got there in the movie, because I did not anticipate that happening. Right. But he like, sits down in her friend's house and they have a conversation about it. And I thought that was really great.
2: Yeah, I, I really like that. Uh Kingdom of the Crystal Scroll. No. <laughs> Talos. Is Talos his is his name?
0: I don't know. Can you click on Ben
2: Mendelsohn and tell me what that Netflix series was? That's I'll probably what, cut this, but... That's what I've
0: got here. Bloodline?
2: Yeah, Bloodline. That's it. He plays a brother in Bloodline that I think gets murdered. Anyway. He's good. I like him a lot. He plays. I like kind of the way he character. speaks a lot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'd listen to him, read some
2: books. All right, so I want to see the the intro to Skrulls 101. What do you got, Robin?
1: I I don't think there's currently any that I would want to see. Anything that I, any character that I really like that I'm like, I would want to, you know, an origin film about that. I'm like, I don't though, because I kind of like that they just exist. Like my prime, my first thought was like Rocket and Groot, Mm because you're like, where did this tree person come from?
2: Robin, you just made a billion dollars. Just you a, chose wisely. A
1: Rocket and group buddy film, but like, oh my
2: god! I think that would, make a, god, that would need make a really good animated show on Disney Plus. Oh well, my what, god, Robin! I think if
1: you did it as like a funny little animated show, like they have like a side story, I wouldn't want like an origin film though, because they mentioned something about like Rocket being like created. He was created, yeah. Um, so you kind of already know. You don't really know like what Groot is or where he came from, or if right. there's more of them. But I, I, think I also you're buddy cop. I like that. I would want them as like a side film. I wouldn't want them as like an origin mm-hmm. thing. Oh I don't want. god! I'm, I don't really want to know where they came from. I like that they're just you kind of know how Rocket came to be, but I like that Groot is just you're like who is this thing? Yeah. But I think that's what makes him fun. I think
2: you just became a filmmaker. <laughs>
1: I could be a filmmaker. I would make. Much better films than most that currently exist. Mm, that, Star Wars.
2: I mean, that's such an obvious <laughs> that's such an obvious choice, I feel like that. I can't believe no one's ever I'm sure other people have probably wondered or thought about that, but I haven't heard that. Like, there's rumors of a this film. Like that's a fucking good choice. Robin, <laughs> I don't care what Joey says.
1: I will take my money now, Disney. <laughs> Full credit.
2: That I didn't is, say anything. That is amazing. All right. Scroll movie. Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what has Joey got?
0: That's a good question. I didn't think of an answer. Um, I do have an answer, but I feel like it's cheating. I'll give two answers. I guess the, the answer that's the least amount of cheating is Valkyrie. Uh, I was going to
1: say they're that. They're both
0: Thor related. Both my answers are Thor related. So I think Valkyrie... He's a really interesting character and comes from a lineage. you know, there's like, whatever. They discuss it a little bit in in Thor Ragnarok, the legend of the Valkyries, and them as sort of like this army defending Asgard and stuff like that. I think that's a really interesting thing. I don't know if it could be a movie. I mean, I guess you could, like, go back in time and have some Asgardian threat and have the Valkyries. Yeah, it could be, it, like, a
2: 300-style movie. Right. Her or um, the Wakandan soldiers. Yeah. That could be kind of cool if they fought some, like, because they've been around forever, if they fought some ancient, like, uh, you know, Neanderthal tribe or something. I don't right.
0: Know. Uh, and my other answer is I would maintain that he's kind of been introduced, but he's never made an appearance, like, a physical—he's never made an on-screen appearance even though in my head canon you can see him in the background of Guardians of the Galaxy in the collectors collection uh Beta Ray Bill I also think we're going to get a movie with him in it I think the next Thor movie will have him in it but he's basically this horse like alien this sort of anthropomorphized horse like alien who becomes an Asgardian he he actually is the one that wields Stormbreaker which is the axe that Thor makes in Infinity, whatever hmm. movie, yeah. whichever movie it's made in. Anyway, that's yeah. Ray Bill. As usually, interesting, but sure. he's, he's a, a, a he's a fringe character. He's a fringe character. He's character that I really like, and I, you know, he's just sort of a fan favorite of mine. Um, but I think we're gonna get him in the next Thor movie, anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: When you mentioned the Collector, I thought you were just gonna go Howard the Duck.
0: No, I think the Howard, I think there were talks of it and it has since been scrapped, but he might, like the origin movie of his has been scrapped, but he, they might put him in something else, which we could talk about.
2: He's in the Avengers final battle. Yeah. He's in one little tiny scene.
0: Yeah. Um, But I think there's, well, there's a group that he's sometimes, anyway, we could talk about it at a later date. (laughs) All right. Well, question asked and answered. Uh, Audience, if you have an answer to sort of a side character or an ancillary character. If you want to cheat with the question like I did, let us know. Write in however uh, you want to. Royce will tell you in a minute how to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your answers.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to Krypton to Alderaan. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Woo! achievement unlocked plus respect double XP if you enjoyed this podcast leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Twitcher TweeLicker, whatever there is out there, wherever you're listening make sure to leave us a review and uh, follow us on Twitter at Krypton Alderaan tweet us some responses to our polarizing opinions on this episode (laughs) And if you'd like to type more than 160 characters, (laughs) you can send us an email, krypton2alderon at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N. All right. Uh, (laughs) I've been Joey. I've been Royce.
1: I've been Robin. And we've been Krypton Krypton to
0: Alderon. Should we buy... TweeLicker.com. Yes, <laughs> our new <laughs> podcast just a review hosting
2: platform for <laughs> facetious podcast reviews. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> we did it. All right, that was pretty good. <sighs> the scroll was denied a bank loan. I have to get back into character. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>